Hello, Climate Change. This is a bonus round. Still sitting with Franz Storch. We just recorded a great conversation. And uh, if you haven't listened to that one yet, you may want to go back and listen to that one before you listen to this one, because we're just going to follow up right now. We were just saying that maybe there's more that could be said about the science behind how nature is healing. Yes. So go ahead, Fran, tell us. Okay, so I'm going to recap um, the bit about negative ions, because I find the whole negative ion thing fascinating. Okay. So if you have inflammation in your body, um, as I said, we you have compounds in your body that, are, that tend to be positively charged, and you can balance them and neutralize them with negative ions from nature. And it's not an esoteric thing. It really is. When you go um, touch the soil, or you go out in nature, you actually encounter negative ions uh, that get into your body and will calm down your inflammation. And you, what you didn't say is that the, or did I just miss it, that um, that inflammation is an overabundance of positive ions. That's well. That's one of the things that okay. inflammation is. When okay. you have inflammation in your body, what you have is a situation in your body. Inflammation. So wait. In- let's also back up before we get there because. I think the the ions thing can sound esoteric, even though it's basic chemistry. Yeah. So you have the periodic table of elements, and yeah. you, the elements are numbered one through one hundred and something have been discovered at this right. point. Carbon. Uh, um, carbon Carbs. is twelve. Yeah. Is number twelve. So so carbon, for example, has twelve protons. So the number of protons is what defines an element. Hmm. Okay. So hydrogen is the simplest element. It has one proton. And uh, if it is a hydrogen atom, it has one proton and one electron. Okay. And so it has a neutral charge. Mm-hmm. In nature, what you usually find are hydrogen ions, which is just a proton. It's all it is, just a proton. With no electrons. So that's it's right. a negative It's charge. positively charged. Oh, it's positively, positively charged. Positively charged. Yes, proton so, is, that's, it's proton, oh, it's positively, positively charged. charged. Yes. Okay. Does so this that, have anything to do with how electricity works? Or is that just Sure. A, oh, okay. Yeah, electricity okay. is that you're passing electrons from ah. compound, from atom to atom. That so this is, is all about energy. Yes. This is how energy works. Okay. Energy transfer, wow. for sure. At the atomic level. Yes. Right. So um, so when you have an element, <laughs> as I said, a periodic table of the elements, um, so all of your elements, each element is defined by the number of protons. Okay. So you can have um, an atom which has an equal number of electrons and uh, and protons. Then you can have differing atomic weights. So of- let me just back up and just check one thing here. So an atom will have the same number of protons as electrons. Yeah. It becomes an ion when there's an imbalance between the two. Yes, when, okay. there's, an, when there's an unequal number of protons so either, and electrons. Either... Uh, and I know this is sort of harping on the obvious at this point, but I'm just grasping this for the first time. A proton, I mean, sorry, a positive charged ion has more protons than electrons. Yes. A negative charge has, the, the number of protons is not changing. It's just the number of electrons. Yes. Okay. That is correct. Okay. That, that's right. Because if, if you have a change in the number of protons, mm-hmm. now you have a new compound. Okay. And when you break apart, for example, uh, plutonium, Mm-hmm. And you break it up by using nuclear fission. Wait, you said compound, and that that implies more than one atom. You're right. That's true. A com- a, yes, a compound is uh, a compound is generally an, an aggregation of molecules. And molecules, as you said, is more than one atom. So when you if you break apart 
an atom. Mm-hmm. And now you have two entities that have uh, a, a different number of protons. That's um, now you have new elements. You have different elements. If you break apart an atom, yes. Now you're talking about like breaking. Nucle- yes, like talking- nuclear fission. Okay. Yeah. So That's have- what the suns do. No, I'm sorry. The sun is not doing this. The sun's doing the opposite. The sun is doing nuclear fusion. It's the opposite. It's taking hydrogen and it's glomming it together and turning it into helium. So that's fusion. When you helium take, is taking the whoa. sun is making helium right now. Uh, isn't helium an element though? Yes. I didn't know that elements could be made. Yes. Well, well, that they would have like... to be. They have to be made. That's how do you think we got here? Well, that sounds like um, alchemy to me. It doesn't sound like. I All thought right. the idea is that no, no, nothing can be created or destroyed. No, basic- no, you have, but because pro, you have you, you have protons, neutrons, and electrons, and they all get together in different oh, quantities, boy. and then you get different atoms. So you and- that that okay that's that doesn't jibe with my understanding of reality. <laughs> so it's like it makes it sound like you can just sort of create gold. You know, like actually, well, but that had to happen at some point hmm. because there there but, was a time when there because all of the elements yeah. that we have on this planet came from the sun, and the sun is essentially hydrogen that's being mushed into helium. That's how we get energy from the sun because there's nuclear fusion going on, and the hydrogen in the sun is being mushed together in the process of nuclear fusion to create helium. Once there's no more hydrogen oh. left, we're going to get a red giant, and we will go bye bye. Right, which is still quite a long ways off. Very long ways, yes. like millions of billions of right. years, right. probably. Yeah, yeah. So don't worry about that right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> Global warming is is still worth addressing because that much is still more. Oh, that, much that's more much more imminent. Yes, yes. That, that's right. Yes. So, um, so when you're talking about negative ions, um, you're talking about um, simply you have um, you have atoms. And molecules that are in the earth that bang up against each other. And when they bang up, they free electrons. Mm-hmm. And the way that that happens, it's happening in the earth all the time because the earth is, is a dynamic mm-hmm. being. And it shifts and the sand shift and the compounds in the earth are shifting all the time because you have... A, because you have microorganisms in the soil that are compounding what's mm-hmm. going on in the soil. So you have you have metabolism going on inside the earth, mm-hmm. you know, especially the more plant life you have right. in a particular sample of soil, the more metabolism you have, so, the more negative ions are going to be okay, created. Okay, so but why is it only negative ions that are going to be created? Uh, well, why the positive-, positive ions are... They are created as mostly... well. It's just that when you when you access the negative, there's a lot of negative ions around. You're going to um, access them in your body, and they're going to help you heal. You're right. The positive ions are also created. It sounds. I mean, it, it it sounds like from not really understanding the science that it would be more likely to create a positive ion because. If you're shaking out electrons, then you're creating positive ones. You create well. I think the atoms can tend to be more positively charged, but the electrons are freed. The electrons oh, run around; so like, they get freed. So it's, it's the so electrons because electrons are they they bounce around. So if you if you look at atomic models, if right. you, you look yes. at models mm-hmm. of atoms, mm-hmm. um, what you see is you'll see the nucleus, and what's in the nucleus 
is protons and possibly this other subatomic particle called a neutron. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about neutrons. Okay. So you can have an atom that has neutrons as well as protons in it. And mm-hmm. in fact, you can have hydrogen. Remember we said that initially hydrogen is just um, a proton and an electron. Yeah. Well, you can have heavy hydrogen that has a neutron. That's what deuterium okay, is. Okay, but now we might be getting off on a tangent. So, and how this so anyway, is healing. So if you have an atom... The atom, if you look at the model of the atom, in the center, you're going to have a proton and possibly some neutrons. The electrons are in clouds all around it. So electro, where, where you can pretty much yes, tell where yes. the proton and the neutrons mm-hmm, are going to be. They're very tight in the middle. The electrons yeah. are traveling everywhere. Right. You don't say, okay, there's an electron here. You talk about electrons in terms of their electron clouds. So there's a possibility of where they are. That's... that's um, that's the Heisenberg principle. Okay, You're so never- get to let's let's make the bridge to where this is actually about how nature is healing. Okay, so so as we said, so now if you get this idea that the atoms have these electrons in the clouds outside of the atom, the electrons can come off rather easily. So when you get two atoms or two molecules banging up against each other, electrons are going to be freed. Mm -hmm. And that's much more likely to happen than protons or neutrons being freed. In fact, you need a huge, huge, huge amount of energy to free protons and neutrons. In fact, that is what nuclear fission is. Mm -hmm. Whereas it doesn't take much to free an electron. Want to see me do it? Okay, but but okay. So where does that? Let's go to the. So health. in nature, where it's happening, yeah. it's happening in the soil because of metabolism, mm-hmm. and it's because of soil organisms that are doing metabolism in the soil. They're freeing up electrons for you. So if you lay down on the ground, or put your hands in the soil, you're gonna get um, you're gonna get negative ions just from touching the soil. So the more bare skin you can put on the soil, the more negative ions you're gonna get. Other easy ways to get negative ions are other easy places where the molecules and atoms are banging up against each other. Moving air. Um, So if you're out in the wind Mm -hmm. and moving water. So the more agitated water is, the more negative ions you get. So if you want to go get some nice negative ions, you go to the ocean Mm -hmm. where there's waves. So you've got waves crashing against the shore. So you've got water that's agitated all the time. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about ocean water is that it's very mineral rich. So you've got all kinds of possibilities for negative ions Mm. to come off of it. So the ocean is a great place to go to help yourself to feel better. Another great place to go is where the, where the air is more rarefied Mm -hmm. and that would be in the mountains. And are there, are there like studies that show how we're actually absorbing these electrons? I believe there are, because I thought this was just, when I heard about negative ions, I thought, oh, it's just an esoteric principle, but it's not. It's Mm -hmm. actually something that's been studied. I can't quote you studies, but this is something that's actually Mm -hmm. um, scientifically, there's scientific studies. Yes, yes. So, and I, when I heard that, I I was fascinated by it. So, so if you just want to go locally, if you, you can't make it down to the ocean, um, if you've got some nearby, you can go to a dam, you can go to where there's white water. Mm-hmm. So you can go to a river where, you know, we're, yeah. we have nearby here, we have Diana's pool. We have, um, yeah. rivers that have white water in it. Anywhere you have a dam, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good place to go anywhere you have a waterfall. Mm-hmm. So big waterfalls are great places to go to get negative ions mm-hmm. and then just going out in the wind, but also going into the mountains because, um, once you get into altitude, you have more rarefied air. And because the air is rarefied, the air is trying to, um, it's trying to stay together. So it tends to move more. So you tend to get more negative ions. And I have patients say to me all the time, oh, I feel so much better when I'm in the mountains. 
interesting. There's also less pollution in the mountains. So that's just the concept of negative ions. That's not the only thing. Okay, what else? So let's talk about trees. Very simple. When you talk about trees and plants, Mm -hmm. especially green plants, green plants do photosynthesis. Um, They breathe carbon dioxide. We kick out carbon dioxide when we breathe. And um, when you're talking about oxygen. Right. And they kick out oxygen. That's right. right. So you're going to get more oxygen standing in a forest than you are in the middle of the desert. Right. So anywhere where there's green plants, you're going to benefit from increased oxygen. And, you know, oxygen, you need oxygen mm-hmm. to help all your cells' respiration. It's, it helps with the energy of every single cell in your body. The electron transport chain is fed by oxygen. So the oxygen is very necessary to life. Mm-hmm. So places where there's more oxygen going to make you feel better it's it's energy it's literally energizing because Mm. that oxygen gets in and it works at the level of the mitochondria which are the energy centers inside of your cells Mm. so just by breathing and being around green plants by experiencing photosynthesis and getting oxygen from that that's another very direct way that Mm. nature is healing now let's talk about our friend the sun okay all right so the sun everybody's so afraid of the sun oh my god i'm gonna get skin cancer and i think people worry about that too much do you know that um the idea of getting skin cancer skin cancer rose uh at the same time as the advent of sunscreen wow there's there's problems with sunscreen and some of that could be a correlation and some of it could be causative Mm -hmm. because there are compounds in um, commercial sunscreens, that they're not all sunscreens have them, but a lot of sunscreens have stuff in them that can make you more likely to get cancer, which is mm. just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the other thing is that when people have sunscreen on, they feel safer going out in the sun, so they might go out in the sun too long, and the mm. sunscreen's not effective. So that that could be part of it too. The other thing is, the more toxic you are, the more inflammation you have the more likely you are to get skin cancer. Skin cancer is subject to all of the same things that other cancers are subject to. So the healthier diet you have, uh, and there are specific things you can do to prevent um, getting sunburn, like taking more essential fatty acids Mm -hmm. and consuming more beta carotene that can help to protect you. And also other carotenoids like astaxanthin, which is this wonderful antioxidant that comes from um, plankton and therefore salmon. And that's what makes... Right. So you're leading, I have a feeling that you're leading up to saying that being in the sun is good. (laughs) Yes. So here's how the sun is good. So first of all, um, there, we are diurnal creatures being diurnal means that we function best during the day in the daylight hours. We don't function as well at night. Now there are exceptions that there are people who are night owls and there are people who have illnesses where they don't function well, that the light hurts them. For Mm -hmm. example, people with porphyria, make too many porphyrins it's a uh, a blood metabolism issue but if you don't have that generally being in the sun is helpful and people often talk about how their mood is enhanced by being in the sun and people are happy in the tropics mm-hmm. people are not so happy in seattle seattle number one place for suicide in the country wow. they have the least sunlight in the country because they have so many days of rain portland is not much better mm-hmm. you know because there's it's because it starts raining i can tell you from experience mm-hmm. i didn't believe it until i experienced it i got there in august and then it started raining one day in october and it didn't stop until may mm-hmm. when you look to the east and you can see Mount Hood. 
it's going to rain. Mm. When you look to the east and you can't see Mount Hood, it's raining. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, so the sun, very specifically... So let's start with vitamin D. Vitamin D is not just a vitamin. Vitamin implies that it is a compound that you have to eat Mm -hmm. in order to get, and our bodies don't make it. Well, vitamin D is not just a vitamin. It's also a hormone. Mm. It arises from cholesterol, and um, one of its enzymatic processes are hastened by the sun. So the best way to make vitamin D is to be in direct sunlight. And the amount of sunlight that we get in Connecticut is not adequate for most people. Mm. And uh, the further north you get, unless you spend a lot of time outside or you eat a lot of animal protein and a lot of animal fat, um, and I'm talking healthy animal fat mm-hmm. because that's how the Eskimos get away, the Inuits get away with it. Right, right. Um, unless you're doing that, you're not going to have enough vitamin D. We spend way too much time indoors and we spend time covered up and the sun isn't high enough in the sky for most of the year Mm -hmm. for us to make adequate vitamin D. But vitamin D, we have vitamin D receptors in every cell in our body. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to affect how our thyroids work. It's going to affect how um, our immune systems, it's um, everything. Really, it's true, everything, bony metabolism, metabolism of all kinds, it also affects mood. So making more vitamin D will help your mood. And when I have patients who are vitamin D deficient and I give them vitamin D to take, often their mood improves, Mm. which brings us to the next thing, which is your thyroid. So your thyroid will function less well in a not-so-sunny environment. So you get outside. If you're hypothyroid, one way to help your thyroid to work better is to get outside. Mm-hmm. Just be outside. It helps the thyroid to, to mm-hmm. work better. It, um, the thyroid, thyroid function is connected to your circadian cycle. And so you will. It, there are chemical steps by which the thyroid will work better. Then there's serotonin. Serotonin is affected. Serotonin and melatonin are both affected by the sun. So serotonin is a neurotransmitter that um, is an integral part of the pain pathway. It's also an integral part of mood. And um, so serotonin is enhanced by sunlight as well. You won't have as good serotonin function um, if you don't get to be out in the sun. And then melatonin. Melatonin is made in the pineal gland, which is a gland in the middle of your brain. Um, And it controls your circadian cycle. And circadian cycle is your sleep-wake cycle. Mm -hmm. So in order to have a healthy sleep-wake cycle, you really have to be experiencing Mm -hmm. what's going on outside in terms of the sun. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we tend to do this time of year, because we're speaking, it's December right now, um, is the light is receding, receding, receding. And what do you feel like doing? Sleeping. You don't feel like doing a lot. And one of the unfortunate things is that we try to push ourselves to work just as hard as Mm -hmm. we worked three months ago. And our bodies are telling us, no, we don't really want to do that. It's really normal to be in this environment and not want to do stuff and not have a great mood. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not so easy to live in this environment. And one of the issues that we have in the world is we have mobility. So people move all over the world all the time. And if you are, if your genetics are from a different place, you can go live in the tropics and vice versa. You can be from a tropical climate and then come and live up north and you might not do so well. Mm-hmm. You, know. you know, like it makes me think that, um, you know, we tend to associate having minor illnesses with winter because yes. it's cold. Yes. Or because we're indoors more and so we're exposed to each other's germs more. That's true, too. But it seems to me like 
Um, it could also just be that we our immune systems are depressed in the winter. They and they're gonna be more depressed because we're not outside as much for right. the reasons you said. We're indoors. Right. There is indoor pollution. We are next to each other and we're, more. And we're that's also, all true. But we are experiencing less light, and right. light affects our immune systems. Right. Very directly. And then then on the other side of this coin, um, from how being outside is good for us, um, there's all the things that are bad for us about the artificial environments that we Yes. Besides, we talked in the last, you know, in our main episode about um, uh, sick buildings, you know, and having air pollution inside. And then we didn't actually talk about it, but then there's also issues around uh like microwaves because yes of, of, wi-fi right we're, we live us. in an incredible experiment right now so we have um, a big shout out to john zatowski who is our um he mon- he's our chief engineer at whus and um, which is a radio station by by the way which we should have mentioned before if you are are as fascinated by the things that Fran knows and talks about as many people are. You can actually listen to more of her. Um, she has a weekly radio show that is broadcast as a podcast mm-hmm. through SoundCloud. And do you want to say the name of your website where people can find your... Sure. There's numerous ways to get through. Um, the show is called Radio Naturopath. If you Google Radio Naturopath, you'll find it. Your first hit's probably going to be whus.org. You can go right to that website and listen from whus.org. Mm-hmm. WHUS has a feed on SoundCloud as well. And you, if you have a SoundCloud account, you can listen through there. You can also like me on Facebook. You don't have to have an account to listen to things on SoundCloud. No. Okay. okay you're right. You can just go to SoundCloud. We're right. there. Radio Net. And you can it's Google. Free. Yeah. You can go into SoundCloud and search Radio Naturopath mm-hmm. and you'll find us. Yeah. And um, you can like me on Facebook or Twitter and you can find it there as yeah. well. Back to yes, um, he's, we're living in a grand experiment in terms of electromagnetic right. fields because we are we have Wi-Fi. We keep our cell phones with us all the time. We use Wi-Fi all the yeah. time. Um, we have cell phone towers. I mean, it's not just in our houses; it's outdoors yeah. as well. So we're right. living in a grand electromagnetic experiment. And even you know, when you have wires, right. they they are not perfect. They they will bleed electromagnetic energy. If you live next to power lines, that mm-hmm. can be an issue too. And electromagnetic energy is energy. It can change things. And in this country, it's not, there isn't a lot of publicity about that being potentially bad for your health. But in Europe, there are countries that are making laws about limiting our exposure to that and are taking seriously studies that bring into question how safe of an experiment we are taking with ourselves and our bodies and our cell phone exposure and our Wi-Fi. But and then beyond that, there's also the the artificial light and how yes. that uh, um, affects our rhythms for getting enough rest and um, well and, and there's hormones and very stuff, specifically yeah. melatonin. Mm. So when you spend a lot of time in artificial light, you affect your production of melatonin. And melatonin mm. is a wonderful immune tonic. Mel- we give melatonin to people with cancer to help them fight their cancer. And so if you don't have enough melatonin, you can be more likely to get cancer. And that's one of the reasons that's posited for the increase in breast cancer because people spend time in artificial light. Right. And they spend too long in artificial light. That really what's supposed to happen. When the sun goes down, you're supposed to go to bed. And, and another thing that's a risk factor for some cancers, though a lot of it's it's like our our reproductive hormones are are part of it. And and um those 
those are rhythms in terms of hitting puberty are affected by artificial right light yeah, as well. Yeah, I believe that. So people, I, there's been studies that, about that, about um, girls who hit puberty earlier um, being more prone to getting breast cancer or sure. reproductive cancers. And then there's there's also been research suggesting that part of the reason for those earlier onset um, puberties are is is artificial light it was one of the reasons anyway right so there's a lot there's a lot there so i will uh, let's cut off our bonus round okay because we can always do this again and i would love to okay um so thanks again fran and um thanks again for everyone listening hello thanks you're you're welcome hello cc.info um is the website for this podcast